que mis ojos ya no vieron por aquí. Que he soñado con su risa, que he pasado por su casa, que ha venido porque quiere ser feliz. Canta corazón, que el amor de mis amores ya está aquí. Buenos días, good morning. Here we are in Guadalajara, Mexico, and it's a beautiful day in Guadalajara. Hot, it's about 93 degrees. And this is Tom's World Language Cafe. We're coming to you live from Guadalajara, Mexico, uh, in uh, an area called Zapopan. And today we are fortunate to have with us some wonderful teachers who are on the program Aventura Cultural in Guadalajara, Mexico. And we're going to talk to them and find out what the, they like about teaching and some things about what they do. And we'll learn some neat things about the city of Guadalajara while we're here. And uh, we'd like to welcome and thank uh, the University of Colorado uh, for sponsoring the program and the various departments at the university for supporting the broadcast and the radio station. Especially a special thanks to Dr. Uh, Marge Mystery, uh, who cannot be with us today. But we'll miss her and we'll pick up with her next time. My next broadcast will be live from Madrid and España. Uh, we're going to do the Aventura Cultural broadcast there with the teachers going to be there in July. Uh, so stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of fun things happening here. This is Tom's World Language Cafe, and we want you to enjoy this. This is about languages, world languages, not just Spanish, but ideas to help all language teachers and anybody who likes language. Uh, our first guest today is a wonderful, wonderful teacher from Columbus, Indiana, and her name is Karen Baxter. And Karen's going to talk to you a little bit, uh, and we'll see what Karen's doing teaching and some of the new ideas that Karen has and the other teachers here. And if your teacher's listening, you all can share these, whatever language you're teaching, French, German, Spanish, Chinese, Arabic. So be ready uh, to listen and write some of the ideas down if you can. Uh, Karen, welcome to the show. It's good to see you and glad you're able to be with us. Tell us a little bit about where you teach and what levels you teach um, and uh, what brings you to, on, to Guadalajara with this program. Uh, I teach Spanish 1 and 2 at Columbus East High School and I wanted to come on the trip to Guadalajara. I figured why sit in a classroom and spend uh, six hours in a classroom. I would rather spend time in uh, the country and around the people and actually uh, in an immersion type program. So I'm really excited to be here and um, thank you for making it a great trip. Well, we're just delighted. Thank you. And we're delighted that you're with us. Karen's one of the top teachers in Indiana, one of the very, very dynamic, enthusiastic teachers in Indiana, one of the most creative ones in Indiana. Uh, so uh, we're going to find out from Karen what uh, she likes about the city of Guadalajara. What do you like about the city of Guadalajara? I know you've been, you really love the city. You've told us that you're having a great time here in the city. What makes this a really unique city to visit? There's so much culture and history in Guadalajara. The people are fantastic. Everybody is willing to help you. And... The family that we're living with is just amazing. It's been great to work with the native speaking, uh, the Spanish speaking teachers, the Mexican teachers that are here, and just learn all about the, the wonderful history in the past of Guadalajara. 
So are there any customs, anything that's really struck you as different that you did not know when you came here, like things you've observed in, a, in the house or uh, anything you've seen in the street about uh, people in Mexico you did not know about? I see lots of similarities and then some differences. For example, they go to work, they drive in traffic, uh, they prepare their meals and do their laundry in the big city just like we do back home, but there's still that wonderful, um, tranquil, sit back, have a meal with friends in an outdoor cafe kind of atmosphere. Um, you will see men selling lots and lots of balloons in the plaza. You will see people driving little carts with all kinds of brooms to sweep up. Uh, people meet you at the Walmart with an underground parking lot and help you back out of the parking lot and take your cart. Um, and people pushing little carts with blocks of ice on them. So just all kinds of things. It's the modern and the old, which is makes it a wonderful place. What, what would you say about the Aventura program? Do you think What are some of the things you like best about the Aventura program? I like the fact that we're not uh, driven everywhere in a bus. We, are, um, we take a taxi or we'll take a, a regular city bus or we walk, quite a bit of walking. Um, I think it's wonderful because that's the best way to meet the people and to have the experience of what it's like to be actually living in the country. Um, we have great meetings in the mornings at Los Arcos de San Francisco where we can work with the Mexican teachers and interact with them, get great ideas from them. We're always doing all kinds of fun activities. It's so much fun that all the city people are kind of gathering around, wondering if they could participate. Uh, it's just a great atmosphere, and I'm really glad that I came on the program. And for the listeners that don't know, the Aventura program prides itself on having the classes in the street, uh, the streets of Guadalajara. So we are actually out in the street. We are not in a classroom sitting down hour after hour, but rather the teachers are interacting with real life people in the street. Uh, so uh, what about why would you encourage, why should anybody want to study a world language, be it French, German, Spanish, Russian, anything? What, what, why would why should people study a language? I think it broadens your experiences. You, you kind of um, limit yourself if you're just staying with your one language. It doesn't matter what the other language is, but there's all kinds of research that shows that the younger you start a foreign language, the um, you know it's like learning music at a young age. Music is another type of language, and I think that uh, having a second language is such a great asset. It's wonderful to be able to pass that on to your children. Um, it's wonderful to be able to travel and be able to use the language that you have learned. Um, the United States is quickly becoming a bilingual nation. And I think that we are really doing ourselves a disservice if we don't speak a second language or don't attempt to learn a second language. What would you say to, uh, what, what, what's your favorite activity in your class that you do? What, do you like, enjoy teaching speaking more, reading more, writing? What, which of the skills do you like to teach the most? I love the speaking activities. Uh, I love to get the kids involved. Um, we'll do charades, we'll act things out. It's kind of like a charade Pictionary type thing. Uh, we like to have a lot of 
uh, activities where they're moving around, where they're participating, where they're engaged, uh, where they're singing. I love to do a lot of music with the students. And at first they may be a little hesitant, but once they realize that, oh, what the heck, everybody's doing it, they get involved in that, and they really seem to enjoy it. So I love the part where they're participating and they're having a good time and they're learning at the same time. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about your family back home? I know that uh, your husband has a really interesting occupation, so tell everybody about that. My husband is a pediatrician, and he has a lot of Hispanic patients, and he also speaks Spanish. Uh, I have a 26-year-old son who uh, is fluent in Spanish, and he's very needed in uh, whether it's working with computers or translating documents. Um, he's be- he has beautiful Spanish. I have a younger son who's 22, Daniel, and he is a computer graphics uh, designer and has been working in the past in a steakhouse down in Louisville, and he had the opportunity to be working with a lot of Hispanics there and was very needed in the business, so he could do a lot of translation. So you can see the impact Karen has in, in her family uh, with, Span- with Spanish and how she's conveyed her love of language, which is something for everybody to admire because uh, we need to do more of that in our country because a lot of people say that uh, we, we live in a monolingual country uh, many times, uh, the, the, the people living in the U.S. So um, something to think about. Uh, what about the um, uh, technology? In a two sentences, can you tell the listeners what? How would you use technology? What, what's the best way to use technology? Do you see technology as being something that should be used all the time in the classroom? How long? How much should we use technology, and how would you use it? I think technology can be like anything else. If you use it so much, it gets boring for the students. And I think you really have to change things up. You use some technology, you use some music, you use some drawing, you use some drama, you use speaking activities, you use reading activities, you use writing activities. I think that technology is a great part, but I don't think it's everything. And I think that the students that have technology all day long um, enjoy coming to my class where it's not drilled into their heads every single day. Um, they really seem to enjoy the hands-on activities, and sometimes technology can allow you to do that, and other times it can't. Yes, that, that's about it's one of the nicest summaries, the best summaries I've heard in a long time about to have a balanced classroom and have technology, but not to, to throw away the wonderful things that all the teachers do with their students every day. So I thought that, that was really well said. Uh, what about why are you a teacher? Why are you a language teacher? Why, why did you want to become a language teacher? Well, I started studying Spanish when I was in seventh grade, probably about 12 years old. Um, it was, in actuality, I started because my sister spoke French and I didn't want to be like her. And so I wanted my own thing. And I've never regretted it. I've always uh, loved speaking Spanish, loved working with Um, Anyone who wanted to learn Spanish, I've taught four-year-olds Spanish, I've worked with native speakers, adults that couldn't read and write, and it's just an invaluable uh, resource and asset to have, and I just wanted to share that love with my students. And uh, I would like Karen to say a few words in Spanish uh, to tell you a a few ideas, uh, things that... uh, about her family that she's staying with here, maybe three sentences in Spanish, 
about her family, where she's at here in Guadalajara, so you can hear her Spanish, uh, which is very, very, very good. And not just that, but uh, you'll also know that the program is a total immersion program. And the only reason that we are in English is because our listeners uh, are from different languages. We can't just do one language, but we want to include all languages, of course, and encourage everybody to study our language, whatever language it is. Uh, so Kara's going to say a few words about the family and then get everybody farewell. Estoy viviendo con la familia. Uh, la señora se llama Tere y el esposo se llama Juan. Tienen tres hijos. Tienen una casa muy bella. Son muy amables con nosotros. Ella es buena cocinera. Uh, nos ayuda mucho con todo. Es muy, muy amable. Y me encanta estar aquí con ellos. Bueno. Bueno, gracias, Karen. Eh? Uh, bueno, queremos agradecerle a Karen. Eh? We want to thank Karen for all her wonderful uh, thoughts on, on the teaching and, and being in Guadalajara and about Guadalajara. And we're going to let Karen take a rest. We happen to be in a restaurant called El Riego where we're having some uh, appetizers, which are mostly healthy things, by the way, salad. And, our, and Karen's ready to have a few uh, bites, maybe of the salad. And our next guest is coming over, and it, it, her name is Anita. And Anita is going to talk to you a little bit. And here comes Anita. Here we go. Anita's been wanting to be on the program for quite a while. She's all excited about this, so, okay. All right, Anita is ready to go here. Okay, Anita, can you give the, tell the listeners, the oyentes, your name, the school where you teach at, your complete name, and also the levels you teach? Yes, my name is Ann Rosario, and I currently teach at Rushville Consolidated High School. And right now I teach levels one, three, and four. Now, what about Guadalajara? Now, you're in Guadalajara uh, for the Aventura Cultural. What strikes you really, it really is, is called your attention city, things that you really like about Guadalajara? Uh, some of the things that I really like about Guadalajara is that it has a very ri rich past and there are many buildings here that um, are still in very good shape uh, to look at and to see. And also the, um, the customs here of uh, being peaceful and uh, it's just absolutely wonderful and also the music, uh, all different kinds of music um, and a, a lot of times it is uh, live music that is just in the streets for various reasons. Now, what, what about the Aventura Cultural Program? What do you like best about that? And what would you say to the listeners if you, if you were trying to get tell the people listening, why should they go and participate? I think the, the thing that the Aventura Program has and offers is actual homestays with families because you really must speak Spanish all the time and uh, it really isn't a hardship after a while the the host family that I'm with will do whatever it can to help me with vocabulary or to talk to me at meal times and it just really immerses you and it's not at all the same as staying in a hotel or um, going to a college class where you spend maybe three hours a day but you, then you leave, and for the other, other 21 hours, you are speaking English. Uh, what about the classes in the street? Do you like that? Uh, the classes in the street where 
everything that, that we do, and we use the city as a teaching lab, we like to say. Uh, how does that appeal to you? Well, um, our morning mini lessons um, are really nice because they're in the midst of a wonderful, uh, uh, they're in a plaza with a fountain and with arches and we, uh, we practice certain things we can do in the classroom and we also practice skills that we're going to need out in the community. And then we go out into the community and we have homework. Um, but our homework involves relating to people, um, searching for information and finding information uh, in a very natural way. Going to museums, finding out about artifacts, and I really enjoy doing that more than searching for information for a 30-page paper that might not be as beneficial in communicating with real people. Very well said. Thank you. What, what about why study a world language? Because I know you love languages. And, uh, uh, Anita, just like Karen, has an incredible passion for teaching. And uh, Anita, this is Karen too, has wonderful Spanish and does, does an incredible, incredible job. And uh, what about a world language? What would you tell listeners, of, tell their friends, why study a world language? Uh, what, why should they study a world language? Because everyone doesn't want to study world language, right? I think it's very important for uh, all children and adolescents to know uh, a lot of different things about the world. I think that it makes them appreciate the things that they have in their own community and it also helps them realize how many people are out there to communicate with. Um, I'm one of those people that believes that before someone leaves high school they should have gone to a foreign country at some point. They should have um, a language that they can even if they just use it in the United States. Um, and Spanish is especially useful for that. Excellent. Okay. Uh, what about, um, what would you say in the classroom, what activities do you like to do the most? It, what, would you rather teach the skill of speaking, reading, writing, grammar, vocab? What, what, what do you really like to do and what's your favorite thing you do? Um, I, I have two things that I think uh, just make me the most happy. One of them is when I get the students physically involved in learning the, the language so that they're not sitting in a chair trying to le learn vocabulary or trying to learn verbs, but they're actually standing up and moving um, as they l use the language. The other thing that really um, appeals to me is having students work in groups to do many of their activities to learn to work in groups and also utilize the language in, with either partners or groups, making plays, doing projects, things of that nature. And what about your family back home? Can you tell our listeners about your family back home, uh, where you're from, actually where you're living uh, at this point? Okay, um, I currently live in Rushville and I have a brother that lives in Texas and I also have uh, a brother and my parents um, and a, a, a niece and a sister-in-law that all work, live in New Pal, Indiana um, and I'm very proud of my niece who is very good in Spanish. Um, 
the funny thing in my family is we all took world languages. My oldest brother took German. My middle brother took French, and I took Spanish. What about technology? Um, Karen gave us a, a wonderful summary about her thoughts about where technology belongs in the classroom. What do you think, Karen? Do you agree with Karen when she says that uh, it has its place, but so, so do all the other wonderful things teachers do, uh, if, where you don't have to have be on the computer the whole class? Are you in agreement with that? I think that uh, the I think that the computer and all the technology that's available to us is absolutely wonderful. But I also consider it a tool. I think that if it can assist in uh, teaching a, a topic, that's good. But I also think there's a lot of things that are very important. Working in partners, things where people actually speak and are not not an entertainment issue but just an addition to the rest of the tools the teacher has. And why are you a language teacher? Did you always want to be a language teacher? Did you ever have an idea you would maybe be a doctor or a lawyer? You always wanted to be a language teacher? I started my classes in Spanish when I was in fourth grade. And by the time I started ninth grade, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. And then when I was a foreign exchange student, I was a, uh, I was a Rotary Youth Exchange student my junior year. Um, I fell in love with Spanish, um, I, the Hispanic culture, music, travel, and I just really find that that adds to my life. Anita, that was just wonderful. I, again, as Karen, both of you, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here in the program, and we so appreciate all your work and efforts and your wonderful thoughts that you contribute every day in the classes. And the same is true for Karen and for Carlos Quinto, who's going to talk in a little bit, uh, and we're, we'll talk some more about that later. But uh, I really appreciate all the wonderful work you're doing in this program, and I'm uh, and, and very excited that you're going to be taking wonderful ideas back to the kids in the classroom, which is what it's, everything's about. Right? I yes, mean, absolutely. And, and the listeners, when you think about the people that we're talking to here today, they have come to Guadalajara using uh, their own money and they to pay for things. And uh, they also uh, are taking their time out for 16 days and they're bringing these wonderful experiences back to the classroom, to the kids. And I think that... Uh, we're very fortunate in the United States to have great teachers like this. And when we get negative about education in the United States, I don't think we need to have to worry very much because the whole country has a lot of teachers like this. So we need to be more positive about our, our, our instructional system sometimes. Um, thank you so much. And we're going to have a new guest sit down here in the, in the Silla Caliente, the hot seat, right? And it's not really hot seat, right? Uh -huh. Pretty easy to do, right? Yes. Talk. All yes. right. Beautiful. Gracias. Bueno por nada. Oh, and she has to tell you something real fast. She's going to tell you in Spanish about, um, she's going to tell you a little bit about um, why she likes uh, to walk in, in the city. She enjoys walking a lot. Why do you like to walk? Me gusta caminar en la ciudad porque estoy muy cerca a, a la gente. 
y tengo más oportunidad de hablar con ellos y uh, tener uh, oportunidades de uh, disfrutar, disfrutar del ambiente. Uh, hay un ambiente perfecto aquí, uh, un poquito de, de calor y música y puedo oler todo y bueno, gracias. Pues por nada, gracias Anita. Y luego, un aplauso para Anita, ya, yeah, bravo, muy bien. Bravo, bravo. Y luego, le toca a Carlos Quinto. No es Carlos Quinto, pero nada más que lo, llama, lo estamos llamando Carlos Quinto, como algo de un poco de un tipo de chiste, o puede ser broma. Uh, Carlos, welcome to the show, Carlos, and we will continue now. And Carlos will tell you a little bit about Uh, he's going to give you his name and his school where he teaches and the levels. And uh, welcome to the show, Carlos. Bienvenido. Ah, muchas gracias, Tom. Uh, I am Charlie Maple. I teach Spanish uh, levels one and two at our local community college, which is Olympic College in the city of Bremerton in the great state of Washington. And I've been, uh, been there approximately five to six years at this point. And what about Guadalajara? Why are you having fun in Guadalajara? What things do you like the best about Guadalajara? In a word, immersion. Being able to be immersed in the culture is something I have not had the experience to do for many years since I was in Madrid for my graduate studies. And I've been looking forward to such an experience and it basically came via email one day and I grabbed it. And uh, and here I am. Now, what are, what is your favorite thing about the Aventura program? Uh, we talked about having class in the streets and, and our recorridos in the streets, class like a teaching lab, and the immersion, of course, where everything's in Spanish. Uh, is, what do you have anything else about the program you really like? I echo the sentiments of of the other instructors here, along with me, is that uh, uh, two things. You're, you're immersed in the culture, you're talking to people, you're not in a classroom setting, you're not part of a quote-unquote tour group. And, and uh, go ahead. Uh, what, what about the, uh, what would you say about world language study? I know you're a big fan of world language study. Why should people take language? I am. I, I was fortunate uh, in my previous life with the U.S. military, uh, traveled in a number of countries, uh, including Germany and Spain and, uh, and a few others, and that experience enriches you even if you don't know the language, but it gives you a sense of, of the, that there's a lot more world out there than you might realize within your own borders. would also like to mention to uh, the listeners that Carlos is a, a, a veteran of the Vietnam War. What did you do in the Vietnam War? I was a field artillery forward observer and a liaison officer, and I was uh, very fortunate to have survived that experience. And, and now I, I look at Vietnam, I, I may enjoy going there one day in a totally different environment. Then there, what about the, your family back home? Your, are your relatives still in Washington? No, I've got relatives uh, because of my own military experience. Uh, 
my kids are basically doing the same thing that I did to my parents, and that's move away and stay away. I have a son and granddaughter in Ohio and a daughter and grandson in North Carolina. My son-in-law is currently uh, at Fort Bragg with the Army. Your thoughts on technology. Where does technology belong in the language classroom? I was fortunate to go to a conference a couple of years ago that was not talking at all about any languages, but it hits, it struck a note with me in technology. Uh, students these days uh, know technology almost from birth. It's, it's part of their DNA almost, and to deny that totally is not good. And therein lies the challenge because I'm a firm believer that uh, having a face-to-face -face instructor in the classroom is the supreme best way to interact and teach a foreign language. But uh, technology uh, certainly helps students broaden very quickly their perspectives of different cultures uh, without having to, or without the ability or the, uh, uh, the pleasure of traveling. What, what makes a good teacher? This is a question you may not know about, but I'm throwing this in. What makes a really good language teacher? I like to give one word answers, Tom. Enthusiasm. Yes. And passion. Why? Right? That's two words. Sorry. But I, I think that's a wonderful answer to the question, and it couldn't be answered any better, uh, Cardinal said. That's brilliant and wonderful, and I totally agree with it. And uh, I'm sure I need, and I need to sitting over here and Karen echo the sentiment, uh, it, the enthusiasm and passion that teachers have for what they're doing. And most teachers do, by the way. If, if listeners, and you're all not teachers when you hear the program, but uh, most of the teachers are love what they're doing. Uh, we are now uh, the, the uh, why are you a teacher? Why did you become a language teacher? I studied language, Spanish specifically, in high school for approximately four years. Uh, the college I went to is very tough, had a tough academic schedule. I had to find something I could handle. I chose Spanish. I happened to really love it. Uh, later, I was selected to go back and teach as part of the, my military service back at my alma mater, the United States Military Academy. I taught there for three years. That was the spark. And for many years, close friends and relatives have told me that I might make a good teacher. I dismissed that completely out of hand. Uh, until I started teaching again uh, just several years ago, and I, this is the best job I've ever had. And it's very obvious that Carlos, being very humble, is indeed a great teacher, and we appreciate you being on our program and sharing all your enthusiasm and love for Spanish. Uh, if, if you could be with Carlos for a day, he's just a wonderful person, great teacher, and uh, a great sense of humor, and uh, always has a great smile on his face and great love and enthusiasm, and great knowledge of Spanish. His knowledge of Spanish is profound and just a wonderful speaker of Spanish. And we're just so just delighted that you're with us. And uh, Carlos, um, para cerrar, bueno, tu porción aquí del programa, what about telling us in Espanol something about uh, uh, this weekend? We're going to Guanajuato. What, what are we going to do in Guanajuato? Eh, pues en Guanajuato vamos a recorrer otra vez, gracias a Dios, por la ciudad. Uh, 
haciendo casi las mismas cosas que estamos haciendo aquí en Guadalajara. Es conversar con la gente, platicar, charlar, uh, divertirnos seguramente y aprender de tanta la historia que tiene México, especialmente Guadalajara y Guanajuato. Bueno, Carlos, gracias eh, por tu comentario tan fabuloso. Eh. Thank you for the wonderful commentary. Okay? No hay. And we will be in contact here in a little bit. And we, uh, un aplauso para Carlos. Eh. Bravo. Okay, now our next guest is uh, uh, going to be Debbie. Debbie's coming over, and Debbie's going to tell some interesting stories here. Uh, Hola, Debbie. Hola. Uh, Debbie comes to us from the state of Washington as well as Carlos. And uh, I'm going to let Debbie get, give you her name, where she teaches, and tell us a little bit about uh, her involvement here in the program. And uh, Debbie? See, si. I uh, heard about the program through Charlie. I am not a Spanish speaker. I teach fifth grade, actually, all subjects in Bremerton, Washington. And I've been inspired by Charlie and his enthusiasm for teaching. I've been teaching uh, regular education, fifth grade, in a community with a lot of military families, uh, many Filipino families, many families from many different cultures. I have traveled. I was an exchange teacher in Finland for one year with the Fulbright program, but Charlie was so enthusiastic about this program on the streets of Guadalajara, I thought, I think I want to come too and have fun and learn some Spanish because I am quite busy and I do not speak a foreign language fluently currently, and I'm hoping when I retire and have more time to study Spanish, and now I'm starting Spanish, even at my age. <laughs> Debbie's quite, a, quite an inspiring uh, teacher, and she... She, I will tell you what we're doing uh, to get teach Debbie Spanish as well. It's kind of interesting. But our program here, uh, we haven't talked much about this, but our teachers uh, from the United States have their own teacher every day, their own Mexican teacher. It's one-on-one -on -one instruction live in the streets of Guadalajara. And Debbie has her own uh, Mexican instructor who's doing everything in Spanish and, and, and also giving her a little English so she can understand it. But she's really separate from everybody, and when she's with us, she's kind enough not to speak English. And she does speak English a little bit with Charlie uh, when they're together because they're actually uh, boyfriend-girlfriend, right? See, see, and uh, yes. they're, they're, they're novios, eh? So uh, uh, that, that's how we are, are doing the program with Debbie, and she's been outstanding, just a yeah. wonderful person. Uh, Debbie, what do you like about the Aventura program? Oh my, well, having a one-on-one -on -one teacher to translate and speak me, or speak me, teach me basic Spanish. He was very patient. I've enjoyed being part of the dance. We went out to hear a marachi band last night and some dancing, and then today we danced. Uh, we had a little workshop right in the plaza and we got to uh, do some, I would call them stations, being an elementary teacher. And that was a lot of fun, but I, we enjoyed learning the dance. Uh, he taught me about the different plazas and some of the churches and the government buildings. And I learned so much right along with Spanish, a lot of the history 
also. What What would you say, Debbie, why do you think people should study a world language? Why would you study that? Oh my, it broadens our perspective so much. Even when I lived in Finland, I, learned, I could recognize languages and I would like to communicate with our growing Hispanic population in Washington State on the West Coast. We do, we're getting more Spanish-speaking people, and uh, it's a needed skill. Can you tell us a little bit about your family back home and also about your family back home and a little bit about how do you think you're going to teach the little Spanish maybe when you get back to See, fifth graders? Yes, yes. My students are enthusiastic to learn Spanish. Uh, I do teach them a little bit. We sing happy birthday in Spanish a little bit. Actually, Charlie was a volunteer, and I can see their thirst for learning new languages, uh, and especially Spanish because I think it is a practical language, although we do have, like I said, the Filipino language and many cultures in my community, as I'm sure in most communities. Now, what about the use of technology in the classroom? What do you do oh, in the fifth grade? I mean, it must be there's a lot of pressure, I suppose. You have to use so many hours of technology. Uh, or is there a limit? Or do the teachers use it as a tool and it has its place along with your other techniques you use? We definitely use it as a tool, as a balance. It does not um, help some of the time. My students, I think, enjoy more the hands-on and uh, getting information from real people and interacting. I see some children, uh, even when I show a short PowerPoint or a demonstration, they love the brain pop and different programs. They love to be hands-on using technology, and they are natives. Uh, I could tell I, our host family was fabulous. Their, the grandchildren were over this afternoon, and I got to look at the uh, English language lessons of a fourth grader. And then I decided to do a little video, and this boy obviously was better at, the vi at my uh, Samsung recorder or my um, tablet than I was. So I actually let him help me do a little video of the grandfather playing a guitar and, uh, and I think maybe technology is a bit of a uh, worldwide language. Those kids had, um, the grandchildren also were showing me their Angry Birds game and their little stuffed animals. And so I made a video for my granddaughters back home. Very universal. Beautifully said that technology is a universal language, which it is. We talk about Facebook here a lot in Mexico, Twitter, everybody using sure. things. And it kind of brings the world together. And I think that's... One of the great things about technology is so well said, beautifully said. Why are you a teacher? Why did you become a teacher? Oh my, long time ago. I've taught many levels when my own children are young, uh, just to learn about their development, I think. And then uh, I think I get so many rewards from teaching. And it's a, um, it's a way to continue to be a lifelong learner for myself. I, I think I still have not mastered <laughs> the... Uh, Profession, so I am still going and still learning. And, and I, I want to stop there because I mm -hmm. think that is beautifully said. And I think a lot of times we forget as teachers that it's a lifelong learning process. Teaching, Same. you just have to keep working at it. You keep learning, and you never know enough. And you ne and there are so many different ways to approach things mm -hmm. to keep things open with that. And that 
That's beautifully said. Okay, well, thank okay, you so much, gracias. and we're glad you're on our program. We enjoyed thank having you. You've so been much. awesome. Okay, and we'll see you later tonight. Okay. Adios. Okay, nos vemos en un rato, okay? Bye. Gracias. Okay, now we're going to have our group from Guadalajara, our profes. Atención, Guti. Guti. Y luego Marcela. Angelica. Now, we're going to try uh, to... We have about 10 minutes left. And we're going to try to get everything done here in the next 10 minutes. But we have three teachers here on our program. One of them is the director, the director, Marcelo Ruiz. Uh, and also we have Gustavo Cardenas Guti, who's the assistant director, teacher. And we have Angelica, who's also a teacher on the program. <clears throat> and what they're going to do is talk to you in Spanish, English, and Spanglish, right? So we'll actually be talking three languages uh, here. And uh, I think Marcela, no, Guti said he would be the translator. Guti's going to traducir the Espanol if we get stuck where the, the Guadalajara teachers want to say everything in Spanish. Guti's going to translate. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Hi, everyone. All right, here's uh, Guti. Uh, <laughs> Gustavo. Uh, tell us a little bit, Guti, what you do in the program. Well, in the program, we... We go with with American teachers to to show them that the city. Uh, they practice Spanish the whole day. Uh, they interview students. They interview people. They they know they know more about the city in Guadalajara, and they practice uh, the whole day Spanish, uh, doing. Everything in Spanish the whole day. Tell me, uh, visiting, tell me. The visiting the museums, uh, art galleries, and everything that it, there is in Guadalajara. Tell the uh, listeners what uh, you do during the day, your normal job. A normal job? Oh, in a normal job, I am a high school teacher in Mexico, in, in a high school uh, two hours from Guadalajara. Uh, in, in a little town called in a little town called La Manzanilla, uh, what I, where I am from, and my my father and my mother lives there, live there. And Tell us a little bit about your family. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have six six sisters and five brothers. So, uh, in the family, there are twelve kids, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and. Um, and you have a small house that you were all raised in, right? Yes. How big was the house? Uh, only two rooms for, two for the whole family and one bathroom. One bathroom. Yeah. Okay, one bathroom. Uh, and it's a wonderful family, by the way. They all turned Thank out beautifully. You. And the parents, I've had been fortunate to meet Goody's parents, are wonderful people. And you can see why the family turned out so great. Because he has the best mom and dad, probably in Mexico, yeah, right anybody. Now. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the... Uh, so why should everybody study a language, a world language? Marcela, why, what would come back to Guti? But here's Marcela, and tell her where you, what your name is, Marcela, and what you're doing in Guadalajara. What are you doing? Well, uh, here in the program, I, uh, I have to talk uh, to the guys of uh, Spanish, and... Uh, um, all the time we have to practice uh, the history uh, about uh, 
the touristic attractives and, and go around there and prepare the schedule to the to the teachers or to the students that come here and teach the language. Can you tell the listeners tell the listeners what you do during the day, your normal job? Normally, uh, one teacher to one student, or one one by one. But I mean, I'm, I mean, your own job. Not okay. Teacher. Your, your job as a teacher here in Mexico. Where do you teach at? Uh, I'm. I teach in the University of Guadalajara, and the set the, the bachillerato general or competencias is the system that we have in the University of Guadalajara, in the University of Guadalajara, and Cobaec is other is other school about the high school. Okay, why should people learn a world language? Why is it important to know another language? Now it's important to to know a new language. Well, it's not new language, but I think that in the future is the second language uh, to Mexico. And uh, now in all of all of the semesters, uh, we have uh, English, um, English, and sometimes we have a French. Language, but now is first uh, English. Now, do you think why should yeah, people I think, study? Uh, I think students should uh, study a foreign language because we can have uh, better job opportunities and we can have a better uh, quality of life, life quality. So, why are you teachers? Why did you become teachers? I like to teach. I like to definitely. I like to teach. Yes, I enjoy being with the students, with young people. Uh, they are very creative, and we can learn uh, teaching. And I remember when I, before I teach, uh, I didn't know much English as I, as I do now. So I think it's important to me uh, to teach because I can learn uh, by the students. And at the same time, I teach. Right. And and what Guti said is what. Uh, Carlos said a while ago in the interview, uh, both of these big, wonderful teachers, have uh, they love what they're doing. So they have this great enthusiasm and passion for teaching. Uh, Marce, what would you say about that? Well, it's the same to me. I, I, I feel uh, very good and joy to teach. And uh, oh, oh, I maybe, maybe uh, in... Uh, one, um, I don't know what, what to say. In in my in my life, I I work uh, without teach. I I work about my my career, but now I love teach. It's different, but but when when the things change and you teach uh, and love teach is is wonderful because you learn more uh, when with the students that uh, that that was very well said uh, one of the uh, things that we hear a lot in these days we hear a lot of negativity negative things about teachers and I totally don't agree with hardly any of that I, I think that the great teachers we have in this country in our country and in Mexico they're wonderful teachers 
dedicated people who love the kids, love teaching. I, I think we need to sit back and relax a little bit and be thankful that we have people like you and Guti and all the great teachers here who are so good and dedicated because we never hear about the positive side of education a lot. We, we read in the papers and we hear in the news broadcast some of the negativity, but we never really deal with teaching and the love that people, that the teachers bring enthusiasm to the classroom, to the kids. And uh, I, I think there's nothing to worry about. I think our I think many of the things have been politicized about uh, education and politics has entered into this and maybe big business way too much. But I think we need to sit back and relax a little bit because uh, when we have great people out there teaching that love the kids and work hard, uh, everything is in good hands. So thank you so much for being on the show, right? And, uh, and we'll see you here in a little bit and then we'll chat some more tonight. And uh, we will see you in the mañana por la mañana, right? Now, quiero que hablen ustedes un poquito en español sobre el grupo este año y sus opiniones del grupo. Pues, en, en mi opinión personal, el grupo que estamos recibiendo actualmente es un muy buen grupo. Los maestros tienen mucho entusiasmo por sí mismos. No necesitamos hacer nada extra porque el entusiasmo que se necesita para que podamos tener éxito en el grupo, lo tienen. Sí, gracias por escucharnos esta vez. Y sí, efectivamente, tenemos un grupo formidable. Eh, es, es muy bonito trabajar de esa manera. Nosotros entregamos de cualquier manera todo nuestro corazón, toda nuestra enseñanza. Y la verdad, aprendemos de cada grupo. Es una experiencia muy bonita, tanto para ellos como para nosotros. Y este grupo ha sido excelente. Bueno, and we want to agradecerles a ustedes por el gran trabajo que han hecho. I'm going to thank Marcy and Gucci for all the great work in setting up the program here on the Mexican side, and it's been wonderful. And we are all excited to continue on in Guanajuato in a few days. And um, um, we hope to see you again next summer, right? Uh, and, you know, and hear you on the broadcast again next summer. Uh, and uh, so thank you so much for all your work. Thank you, teachers. Teachers. you guys are wonderful. Love you guys and the teaching, okay? Sí. And um, is Angelica going to talk? Or she want to not talk. She doesn't. No. No. I think she's busy. Angelica. Oh, here she is. Angelica is going to say hi and in English, right? And talk a little English real quick. Okay. And Angelica is one of our teachers and a delightful young lady and a wonderful teacher and wonderful person. And she's going to tell you a little bit about what her opinions of our group this year in English. Okay. Um, no? Hi. Hi. Okay. Well, here's what we'll do. We'll let her tell you in Espanol her opinion of our group. And Guti will translate to English. Okay? Dinos tu opinión sobre el grupo, sobre tu trabajo como maestra. Okay. Ha sido una gran experiencia. It has been a great experience. Recibir. Eh, americanos having these teachers interesados por conocer nuestra cultura who are interested on knowing more about our culture y sobre todo eh, la tradición mexicana and furthermore the Mexican traditional traditions es, es un placer y es un gusto eh, trabajar con ellos it's a pleasure to work with them y enseñarles nuestras raíces and share with uh, and share our 
cultural origins. Origins, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, y pues nada, uh, es, es este, un placer trabajar con ellos y compartir con ellos. And share with them every day. Thank you very much, Angelica. Gracias, eh? Uh, now, if we can get everybody to come over here, que pasen todos. Pueden venir un momento todos. Gracias, Tom, por, por esta oportunidad y porque nos tienes confianza en este, en, en realizar este programa. Les invitamos a todos. Si algún día pueden conectarnos, aquí estamos a sus órdenes. Tom nos ha tenido mucha confianza y agradecemos de corazón. Para nosotros, no es trabajo, es entregar nuestra cultura. Es, es, esto es más que pagado. Gracias, Marcela. And Marcela, it's just hopes of some of you, if you hear what the nice things everybody's done, that you'll come and join us next summer, too, on the program. And uh, thank all of us for our, our help. And we also thank you very much as well. Now, the group has prepared a little cheer for Aventura Cultural. Uh, Okay, now on three, they're going to do this on three, and Gucci's going to count in Espanol on three. And then it's better, better. Okay. Okay, now this is a cheer for Aventura Cultural. Okay, here we go. Una, dos, tres. Alabado, alabado, alabimbomba. Aventura Cultural. Ra, ra, ra. Bravo, eh? Uh, bueno, oh my God. Uh, so, <laughs> Dios mío. <laughs> All right, now, we have finished our show, and uh, we're still in the Greek restaurant, and uh, here we are, and the waiters are wondering what in the world are these people doing, but uh, they've been watching. We have a lot of people watching our show. It's been kind of fun here, live from the El Riego here in uh, uh, Zapopan, and we're going to close our show with one of our favorite singers of all time, Alejandro Fernandez. Don't forget to come back and listen to us again in a couple of weeks. We're going to be in Madrid, in España, uh, for all you people who would like to hear more about Madrid. And here he is, Alejandro Fernandez. Uh. Thanks for that beautiful Miss Amadrid show.